Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our Saturday morning news roundup. Hope you're doing well, hope you had a lovely week and I hope you're excited for next week because I sure am. Because testing is just round the corner. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this coming week we'll be testing and I for one cannot wait. And of course be covering all of it here on Stop and Go F1. So after each day, I'll do a little video rounding up my thoughts on everything. Um, I've got Wednesday and Friday off of work, so I'll be completely focused on testing for those two days. Thursday, I am in work, but I will have one eye on the testing at the same time. So uh, I'll be able to fill in whatever happens there as well. So it's a really fun week planned. I think on Tuesday I'll come up here and do like a testing preview video. We can talk about all things there. But for now, let's talk about this week. And firstly, there was a video that came out yesterday on this channel of the chronological history of F1's biggest records. Make sure you check that one out because that was a really interesting one. Like who was the first person to have the most wins, then who was next and who was next all the way to modern day. That was most wins, most races, most poles, most podiums. So check that one out. A lot of work went into that one and it became a stupidly long video at one point and then it got trimmed down and yeah, it's out there now. So check that one out. So there you go. That's all the plugging for last week and next week. A lot of stuff coming up on the channel. So, let's talk about the news this week. Now, there isn't really that much news this week, because this week has been the uh, second part of a lot of livery launches. So we've had a load of them over um, over this week, and I've re reacted to all of them on the channel, so if you want to check that out, that's there. I'll have a liveries ranked video out tomorrow morning, I think. But apart from liveries... The second big news story is the continuation of the Christian Horner investigation. And personally, I don't really want to talk about that right now. I spoke a lot about it in last week's news video. And to be honest with you, the story itself hasn't really changed. Because all we're going off of is rumours. All we had was rumours last week, and I had talked about all the rumours last week. This week... There's just more rumours of the same type of thing and I don't really feel comfortable talking about it because if it turns out that these rumours are true, I'll happily talk about it. I'll come on here and address all of it. But with these rumours, I just don't want to sit here and speak for 20 minutes on something that might not be true. What I'll say really is my stance on it remains the same as it was last week. If the rumours are true, he has to go. There's no two ways about it. He is gone. If the rumours aren't true, then, you know, he can stay. But also we need to kind of look at how F1 fans and social media in general kind of look at rumours and news and kind of run with it. Because I've seen a lot of people calling for Christian Horner's head. And if it's true, I 100% understand it. If it's not true... We've just been kind of hunting this guy for weeks now over something that he didn't do. So I really don't want to talk about it, apart from the fact that if it's true, he's got to go. And that's all I'm going to say on that right now, until we actually get something of actual substance to talk about. So, let's talk about some other news. And this is something that's come out this morning from Red Bull. Now, we saw their car launch this week. And everyone was kind of pointing out the side pods looking a bit different than usual, looking definitely a bit thinner, maybe a more vertical side pod inlet. Well, it's come out this morning that Red Bull are preparing 
to use a more advanced version of the Mercedes no pods. Now, of course, if you've been following F1 for a few years now, you'll be aware of the Mercedes no pods that they debuted in 2022. They were the only team to debut them at that time. Although Haas did say that they had also thought of the no pods, realised that they didn't think it would work, and then changed to something else. Uh, Mercedes stick with the no, no pod design for a couple years. And then it really, really didn't work and it became a massive meme on the internet and now they have changed over to a more similar design to the rest of the grid. But Red Bull, who have basically been the kings of design since this new, um, since the new designs came in, they've now looked at that and gone, actually, we think we might be able to get that to work, but only in specific places. So they are thinking of bringing it in for Japan. Now... When I first read that, I thought, Japan, that's ages away. Why are they talking about that now? But Japan has moved. It's actually the fourth race of the year this year, so it will be in early April. This is what it's got to say. In Japan, where temperatures will drop, cooling will be less necessary. Red Bull are likely going to switch to a similar design to the Mercedes Zero Pods. So I guess what, what Red Bull are thinking here is, because it's colder, they don't need to cool down the engine as much, but the zero-pod design will give them a better aerodynamic design um, of the car, and maybe that will give them an advantage at that point. So, you know, I think this is absolutely mad. The idea of the Mercedes no-pods, when they came out, and still to this day, are just pointed at as a bad idea that failed. If Red Bull were able to take the no-pod design, introduce it to their own car in Japan, and still win... I mean, that would be huge. That would just be basically Adrian Newey, well done. You have conquered air now. You've done it. Congratulations. So that is definitely something to look out for. I wonder if Mercedes will also test the waters with another zero pods. If they hear the rumbles of Red Bull going towards it for Japan, maybe we might see them pull it out again. That could be very interesting. So something definitely to watch here. I did see someone put on Twitter the other day, that with Red Bull's launch car, they put the zero pod design, well not the zero pod, like a type of zero pod, and the exhaust system on the back, which was like the Mercedes last year. I saw someone say that they put that on the car to just have a laugh, and when we turn it to Bahrain, that won't be the car at all. They were just kind of taking the mick out of Mercedes with their launch car. Now, I don't think they would do that. But I can't say for 100% that they wouldn't do that. So, who knows? We'll have to uh, um, see how, how this one goes on. But I think the car we saw at launch will be the one that we see in Bahrain. Give or take a few uh, pieces there, maybe the floor. But, yeah, this is really, really rather interesting. Could Adrian Newey get the zero pods to work? That's is huge and then you know you've got to think of all the stuff that's happened in mercedes over the last few years you know of um was it mike elliott who left and then james allison came back in mike elliott was the uh f person who force of the zero pods and said this is gonna work then apparently it was mercedes wind tunnel was calibrated wrong and that's why they said the zero pods would work but in fact they didn't and it's a whole thing it's a whole thing. Right, let's move on, though, and talk about Aston Martin's Junior Academy. Now, they've only got two people in their Junior Academy at the moment. I think uh, there's Felipe Drogovic, who is the former F2 champion, and there is their um, F1 Academy representative that I can't remember the name of. I'm going to have to 
um, quickly give it a Google whilst I'm here. Aston Martin, young drivers, uh, I can't find it. It's not on the thing. Okay, well, that's annoying. Anyway, there is a new name added to the um, Aston Martin Young Driver team, and that is Jack Crawford. Now, Jack Crawford, you may know if you've already been watching uh, the F2 for the last year, because he was actually in F2 last year. Um, but now he will be part of the Aston Martin Young Driver Academy. He was part of the Red Bull Young Driver Academy up until uh, the winter break when him, along with many others, kind of got culled by the Red Bull Driver Academy because it had got just massively too big and they needed to cut that down. Um, so now he has joined uh, Aston. And the reason I find this the most interesting is because he is competing in F2 this year, which means for the first time ever, um, there will be Aston Martin representatives in F2, because Drogovic joined the team after he had won the F2 championship. He never raced in F2 as an Aston Martin young driver. Jack Crawford will be the first to do that, and I think that's really cool. Of course, the names I was forgetting was Tina Hausman, who will be in F1 Academy this year, representing Aston Martin. And also Jessica Hawkins is also part of the Young Driver Academy as well. So there you go. All cool stuff there. Uh, and then finally, our last kind of news story here that I've got to share with you is actually about F1 Academy. Because um, we are welcoming back Lola Lovinfossi, if I pronounce that name right, which I probably haven't. Now, she competed in F1 Academy last year. She finished 10th overall in the Constructors with three podiums. But the reason we're talking about this is because we've discussed F1 Academy quite a bit in these news videos over the past few months of different Formula 1 teams putting in their representatives for each team. And I think every Formula 1 team now has one driver. Red Bull has two. But Lola Lovinfossi is not representing an F1 team. She is going to drive for Charlotte Tilbury Makeup in F1 Academy in 2024 and will run a Charlotte Tilbury makeup livery whilst competing for Rodin Carlin. Now, as you may imagine, I don't know much about Charlotte Tilbury makeup, but I do have a younger sister. So I sent her a text and I said, do you know who Charlotte Tilbury is? She said, yes, it's like proper luxury expensive makeup. So there you go, Charlotte Tilbury, proper luxury expensive makeup. That's the review of my sister there. Apparently she likes them though, so that's good. But yeah, this is great for F1 Academy. You know, this is a brand that people recognise, not me, but some people who are into makeup recognise this brand as a very good brand to have. I think this is a great um, little deal here between uh, F1 Academy and Charlotte Tilbury. My sister actually sent me an email she received because she's in the Charlotte Tilbury email people. And, you know, it seems like um, they're very excited for it. Shall I, I'll read the message from Charlotte herself. Darlings, I am so thrilled to announce my first ever global sports partnership with Susie Wolf and F1 Academy. Together, we are a shining light on the incredible talent and achievements of young female racing drivers and inspiring the next generation of F1 stars. So yeah, they're fully behind it. I think this is fantastic to have a brand that's recognisable and a brand as well recognisable in the female world as well. So that is 
great. And also, you know, this is another great way of getting female viewers into motorsport. Maybe if you are a fan of Charlotte Tilbury or Tilbury, Tilbury. Um, if you're a fan of Charlotte Tilbury, and maybe you're not an F1 fan, but all of a sudden you hear that your favourite makeup brand has a racing driver, you know, that's an intriguing thing, isn't it? So you might tune in to have a look there, and I think this is only a good thing, and another great step in the right direction for F1 Academy. I'm really, really excited to see how F1 Academy goes this year. There are a few uh, seats left, I think, if I... Have a quick look here. F1 Academy for 2024. There is one seat left in Road in Motorsport, another seat in ART, and another in Campos. So three drivers left to be announced before our first race of the year in um, Saudi Arabia. Still can't believe it's in Saudi Arabia. But there you go, yeah. F1 Academy. I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, we're covering all of it on the channel right here uh, when it happens. That's all we've got time for today in terms of news. A very quick news video for you this Saturday morning. As, as I said, uh, we'll back tomorrow morning. I'm going to do a uh, 2024 F1 liveries ranked video. That'll come out tomorrow. Then Tuesday, testing preview. Wednesday, testing day one roundup. Uh, Thursday, testing day two roundup. Friday, testing day three roundup. And then next Saturday, we'll be back here again for all the news of the week, if there is any more that I need to talk about. Who knows what's going to happen. Then the week after that, you'll never guess what. The bloody F1 is back. We'll be back doing all that stuff. I think there's F2 and F3 as well. So a proper, great, full-on motorsport weekend coming in two weeks' time. We are back, people. F1 is back, and I cannot wait. I'll see all of you there. Make sure you like and subscribe, and, you know, tell all your friends and your family and your nan, and ring the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but everyone says ring the bell. Ring that bell, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye!